Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Monica Packer from About Progress, and this is How Do You, a monthly series where we hear from real women sharing how they are working on their progress with their identity, habits, and fulfillment. I remember learning how to sew during some 4-H lessons when I was in grade school, and all I made was this little oven mitt. And that continued in junior high, of course, but once my oldest was born, I suddenly had this big desire to make things. Like I, I wanted to make her a dress. I wanted to make quilts. I wanted to make curtains and I went for it, but not in the best way. (laughs) I'm not a, I'm not someone who sews now and quilts. And I think it's largely because I made some mistakes along the way about doing too big of projects too fast with a machine that wasn't too great. And if that's you and you aren't even sure if you're interested in this topic, just listen to me chat with who I have on today. Today, I'm talking with a woman named Trina. She's one of our progressors. Now she's an editor as part of her day job, but one of her hobbies is sewing and quilting. And why listening to Trina talk is going to help you, even if you're not sure if you want to get into this, is because of the bigger ways that Trina helps us see that hobbies don't have to be an every day, every week, every month sort of thing. 
and they don't have to be about an end product or being the best at something or even making something that is super admirable. It's about the process and it's about what this hobby gives to you. Now for Trina, this is sewing and quilting, and she'll share a little bit more about how she came into that in her late 30s, by the way, which is also an awesome thing I took away from Trina, but she'll share some go-to ways that you can get started if you are, in fact, interested into getting into sewing and quilting. Regardless of if that's, if that's the case, I am so excited to share this chat I had with Trina, and I think you are going to love it. Trina, it is so wonderful to finally meet you face to face. It is fun. And we have a lot to chat about today because you are a woman of many hats and multiple passions, which I totally connect with. And, and, but this is actually something I know very little about. In fact, this is funny. I was getting my maternity clothes out and I was looking at these pants that I tried to alter myself with my old sewing oh, machine and it is hilarious. It looks like a two-year-old did it. Pants are tough. <laughs> well, I was just Pants trying to, to alter the band. So it was just elastic, you know, that I was trying to fix, but I really love this craft, this skill and this passion. And I have very little knowledge about it. So let's just start by in- introducing you and, um, and then we'll go more into like everything that you're interested in that we're going to be talking about today. So who are you? Okay, so a little bit about me is I grew up on the West Coast out in Oregon and graduated from Western Oregon University with a degree in history and journalism. And then I was working in some government stuff. I worked for the Oregon State Legislature and for a voter research group. And I decided I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. for a year to check it out, work in Congress for a little while. Um, Went to Washington, D.C., in 2003 and met my husband a week later and have never gone back west (laughs) um i just we have we lived in dc we lived in mississippi we Mm. lived in connecticut and two weeks ago we just moved from connecticut back to dc oh wow i had well you know what i think you told me you were gonna do that or maybe you told me you lived in dc but i had no idea you were going back that is really I'm impressed you're here. So you're back to DC. Back to DC. Um, I, uh, I'm a stay at home. I worked until we started having kids. And then um, I got into editing. When I was working with um, the legislature and the voter education, I was always dabbling around in editing um their documents and so I got back into editing in 2018 um when somebody in my ward wanted to write a memoir and needed an editor so um I've been doing editing odd jobs since then I am the interview editor for the LDS Women Project and I am currently working on a heavenly mother project with MacArthur Krishna and Ashley Carnicelli who uh MacArthur wrote the girls who girls guide to heavenly mother the boys guide heavenly mother there's another project coming next spring oh that's so exciting okay that is so exciting I mean you have a fascinating life a fascinating day job um and you talked about kids how many how many kids do you have I have five girls they are 16 down to nine. 
incredible. So we are run, run, run. Yeah. And I'm about to have my fifth. So I'm like already bowing down to you. Amazing. So, <laughs> you know, I want to talk Welcome about everything else. Well, thank you. I, I want to talk about everything wow. else. I just like want to chat all day, but let's, let's focus. I'm going to focus myself on what we're here to talk about today, which is your, your passion with sewing and quilting. And I want to start by getting the background here. So what was the setting that led you into this interest? Okay. So my, my day job is the editing, the sewing. I don't even know that I'd call it a passion necessarily. It's the hobby that I do to kind of down, downside, not downsize, down, relax, decompress. relax there we go. my brain, mm-hmm. decompress. That's the word I was looking for. Um, sewing is really kind of funny because when I was growing up, I hated even the idea of sewing. I, my mom, I grew up in the eighties and nineties when, you know, girls were expected to do the homemaking things and I despised it. Mm. I wanted to go camping and hiking and horseback riding with my brothers and scouts. Yeah. Um, So I did not learn to sew until, um, I was married in my thirties, had three kids Um, and my husband had just graduated from law school. And so most of our income was sucked up by student loans, Mm -hmm. but there were, I was, I was surfing around online for home decor blogs and those were really big at the time. Um, and one of the home decor blogs linked into a sewing blog And I randomly started looking at this sewing blog and the woman made it look super, super easy. And I was like, I I, I want, I want those things. I didn't want to learn how to sew, but I wanted the end product of the sewing. Mm -hmm. So I was willing to learn to sew. And that blog, it's madeeveryday.com. That was my gateway into sewing. Dana Willard. Um, and uh, so she made it look easy and she made mm. it look fun. Mm. And so I was like, I can give that a shot. And I had this fabric and it was just kind of sitting around and a friend came over, um, a friend from church and she looked, she knew how to sew and she looked at this pile of stuff and was like, just stop. So she cut it for me. She showed me, you know, put the line here, the edge of the fabric here and follow the line. And just like, she just like parked me at the sewing machine and said, go. I was like, oh, this is kind of meditative Mm. and relaxing. And she sent me, she loaned me a sewing machine. I didn't own one. Loaned me a sewing machine. And my husband comes home from work and sees me in the kitchen with at at our kitchen table with the sewing machine. And he stopped and he turned around and he left the room and he came back with a camera and took a whole bunch of pictures. He's like, your mother will never believe me if I don't show this to her. That's good. And it just kind of went from there. Um, You stuck with it. 
And and from there, I, I, I the first things I sewed were little kid toddler clothing. And as I was following these little kid toddler clothing, apparently every now and then they'd throw in a quilt. I was like, well, if I can sew clothes, I can sew a quilt because that's just straight lines. Yeah. So, and that's, and, and now I do quilts instead of clothes. So you're primarily a quilter, so but you got the start in, in sewing for your kids. And yes. is quilting your favorite thing to do, like in terms of sewing? In terms of sewing, yeah, I like I like the quilting, but it's there's, not. There's also. I was gonna Go say ahead. it's not so simple as s straight lines, though. Like, was the joke on you, almost? Because like quilting is pretty intricate too. It can be, yeah. But I stick with just the straight lines and squares. I love it. You can do all kinds of curves and angles, and I look at those and I think those are so pretty. Give me my squares. Love and this. This is perfect. And I, I think I think when when I first saw you talking about these hobbies, um, what came to my mind at that time was a hobby isn't something you have to be perfect at. Yeah. Um my my corners do not line up. My edges, I, I have not in seven or eight years mastered the quarter inch seam allowance in quilting. And so my blocks tend to get a little bit wonky because my my seams are just slightly off. Um, and I don't really care because I'm just doing it for fun. And I'm making a blanket for my kid to put on her bed. And because mom made it, it's the most wonderful thing in the world. So that 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 is where I find the fulfillment in quilting is it's relaxing because it's just straight lines. I don't do all the fancy stuff and my kids like it. And my kid, my mom made this, isn't it awesome? And everybody's oh. like, Oh, you made that. And that's darling. And it, looks, it, it could be the most random wonky squares in the world. And my kids would still think it's cool. Well, this is making me smile so much. And, and why I was saying earlier, um, perfect when you were describing that you like to sew the straight line square quilts is because this is actually like for this series these are the kind of women I want to talk to and hear from and learn from are the ones who are like this is for me it doesn't have to meet any certain level of performance or achievement although it could do that too um so this mm -hmm. is why I'm so glad we're talking so now let's let's shift directions to talking to the person who is listening, who is curious about this. And maybe they've checked out those blogs or those websites or those Instagram accounts that where people are sharing their creations and they're like, I want to, I want to do that. And this is where you come in, Trina. How do you get into sewing and quilting? I know those are two separate things. So maybe we can start with sewing and just kind of leave it with those beginners. How do you get into sewing? How do you get into sewing? Um, these are just the, the basics introduction. Yeah. The university of YouTube is a wonderful <laughs> thing. The university of YouTube is how I learned to sew. Um, and randomly asking people at church of not, will you do this for me? But could you show me how to do it myself? Mm -hmm. A lot of people 
who sew have people come up to them and say, Hey, can you do this for me? Oh. And they're like, uh, no, that's really expensive. If, if you were to hire me to do that, it would cost you $30 an hour. It would cost you X, Y, and Z. And you're looking at a $200 mm-hmm. item of clothing mm-hmm. when my time and my materials are put in. But if you go up to them and say, will you show me how to do it myself? They'll be a lot more amenable to that mm-hmm. because you're trying to learn and not take advantage of their time and energy. You, you're trying to learn so you can do it yourself. Now, as far as like tweaking your maternity pants, that's that's outside my my thing. I mean, I've had somebody <laughs> yeah. come up to me, hey, will you fix the zipper on my pants? I'm like, no, because I don't do zippers. Yeah, go to a tailor. They'll help um, you out. That, that's, that's what a tailor is for. Mm-hmm. I am not a tailor. I am a <laughs> random person who knows how to thread a sewing machine that's that's about it um but I I think if you ask someone to teach you how to do something like I would not have started sewing if my friend had not taken me by the shoulders and put me on a chair and said do this and this and this and then I did it and I was like oh okay now I get it um with YouTube may I ask were there any specific accounts or that you found helpful you mentioned madeeveryday.com, but are there any other? And she does have videos that cover sewing as well as quilting. Uh-huh. Um, she actually is fairly new to quilting as well. Um, but she's been sewing for her whole life, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, another quilting one with tutorial videos. Um Missouri Quilt Star Company is good. Oh yeah, I've heard. Um, I've they do a lot of them. videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're big. You know what's um, funny is there was a woman in my last congregation who owned that, <laughs> so that's how I yes. know about it. And I had yes. no idea that it was a major, major deal. And there was another woman in my congregation mm-hmm. who was like this famous quilter that I didn't even know was a whole. It's like this whole community, this whole culture. Um, but yeah, she, she actually was one of those people who taught me how to draw or how to not draw, how to sew a straight line quilt, like just long strips, strip quilt. She helped me yep. do it. And you're right. It helps to have someone. So we've got university, <laughs> university of YouTube. We've got ask someone in person. I'm curious though, about where they should start with materials. Like, should they go to a sewing, um, store and like buy a machine or is there like a good machine to start with for these beginners? Honestly, my machine is a $200 brother from Walmart. Love it. If you go to a sewing store, you're going to get into, you know, dollars six, $800 machines that go up to four or 5000 You don't need that. You can just go to whatever Walmart has and just buy whatever. Because, I mean, if you're doing this all the time, if this is a business... If this is something substantial, yeah, you're going to want a higher end machine. If you are just starting out with fabric, you don't want to go buy yardage. Okay. Um, because that's a lot of fabric. The fabric store will have what's called a, f- and though if, if at Joanne's fabric, those are like the little squares of fabric that are um, on the shelf in front of the big bolts. 
Okay. Um, if you get those, you're, you're getting just a little bit of fabric. It literally is a quarter of a yard, but it's cut in a square instead of a strip. Okay. Um, they're called fat quarters and it's just a little bit of fabric to get started and, you know, make a pillow instead of a whole blanket to see if this is really what you want to try out. Um, there, there are super small projects you can do that don't, that aren't going to be a ton of investment of time or money. And then it, you know, if you like do it or not, I've tried knitting and crocheting both and just di they did not stick for me. Um, couldn't get it, could not figure it out. Um, but I only bought two skeins of yarn. So I wasn't out a ton of money. If you want to try quilting, start small with two or three fat quarters. They cost a couple bucks a piece. You're out 10 bucks. Oh, well. Um, you can even borrow a, a machine from someone. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know, from yeah. a friend who, who maybe they don't, hopefully don't have like a super expensive one, but you know, can I, can I just try it out for a little bit and see, um, that's a fantastic exactly. piece of advice there. I think one of the reasons why I haven't sewn for a long time is when my sewing machine is terrible, but two, the things I was starting with, I did, I reupholstered a couch, like I, I literally, oh or a settee. Yes. And <laughs> I still have it, but uh, I can show you the parts that are like ripping and fraying, but you know, like I did those kind of things or made my baby a dress, a baby dress, you know? Um, so now I'm saying, you know, I actually can go for this again because I liked it for what you said, the meditative process. I also think it can be a creative thing. Um, so I think those are great. Those are great tips on where to start. I have two more questions for you. The The first of those is what is one thing you would do a little differently if you could go back in time? I just shared mine. Start small with your advice, a, a pillow instead of a, a settee. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's something I would, could do differently, but I wish sewing had been presented to me differently when I was younger and I might've started a lot sooner Good point. as a, as a, as a, as a form of art, mm -hmm. as a, you know, thing of use as, you know, this is something that all people do yeah. because men quilt too, mm -hmm. um, rather than you have to do this because you're a girl. And so you have to design your, you have to be a homemaker. I mean, that, yeah. that was the quickest way to turn me off. So mm -hmm. I wish it had been presented to me differently. Um, because this is, uh, it can be a form of art. Yeah. Um, the quilt shows are beautiful. And in Utah, you guys have a ton of quilt shows and it's so pretty and it's, and, and they're very artistic. Um, so quilting doesn't have to be this drudgery. Yeah. Um, like it was presented to me. Well, like I interpreted it when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. um, so I have tried with my own kids um, to make this be something fun, something artistic, something creative, and not just hi, you have to do this thing. Yeah. Um, 
I love that perspective. So, and maybe start, maybe start a little sooner. Sure. Yeah. But part of why I love that you're here is because you didn't start till your thirties. So I think that's really inspiring that it doesn't have to be something you've done since you almost could... 40 actually. Yeah. Love that. So that makes me even happier to hear that. But yes, I see I what think, you mean yeah, for I yourself. I, I calculated hobby. it out. I, yeah. And, and it was for myself. It wasn't because somebody else told me I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I figured it out. I think Julia Child, the French mm-hmm. chef from way back when, I think I read in her biography, she didn't start cooking at all until she was 37. Yeah. That's when she went to Cordon Bleu was when she was 37 years old. And I started sewing when I was 37 years old. So you and Julia Child. Right I mean, Julia Child. Yes, you are. All right. Final question, Trina. What has been the biggest benefit that you have found in this pursuit? That it's something that connects me to my kids. Um, because they like to come downstairs and go through the fabric with me. They like to, you know, put this in my quilt, put that in my quilt. Um, and then when they have the final results, it's, you know, my mom made this for me and it connects me to my kids. That is beautiful. I love that you would share everything with us today. This has been such um, an interesting conversation. And also it's helped me be like, you know, I want to do this. I I think I'm going to just go get a Walmart sewing machine because since mine is not cooperating and I I, maybe I'll start with a pillow and then (laughs) share a picture with you. (laughs) And then maybe I'll try to fix my upholstery project. That, that would be awesome. Right. Oh, Trina, thank you oh, so here, much. Here's one, here's one more thing. Here's yeah. one more thing. Don't pressure yourself to put a deadline on your quilt. Oh my gosh. I got to finish it. I got to finish it. I got to finish mm-hmm. it. It took me three years to finish my first quilt because I'd work on it for a week and then I'd set it aside for six months and then I'd work on it a week and then I would look at it for a year. So I've been quilting for, you know, however many years now. I have only completed four quilts total. Um, And I've got like seven more started. And because I like have this idea for a quilt and that idea for a quilt. And I'll make a few blocks. And then I set them aside for like a year. There, There does not need to be any pressure on this. I mean, if you're making it for someone for a gift, I suppose posed that you know so and so is having a birthday i need it done by then yeah but as far as like just in general don't put any parameters on it except that you're working on it it's okay to take three years to make one quilt that is the most fantastic note we could end on especially because it kind of serves to this larger discussion that we could probably have in this community like what does a hobby look like? Does it have to be something we do every day or every week or every month? And no, I, this was, this was beautiful. How, how insightful, how um, inspiring this all has been for me. Thank you, Trina, for your amazing time. And what we'll do is we'll refer people to your Instagram account that is public for more like editing stuff. So it's library house editing and that's on Instagram. We'll link to it. Thank you again for your time. Thank you.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.